Good morning, Four Oaks. Pastor Paul here coming at you on a Thursday morning. It is March 3rd, 2022, and I'm coming to you with, with a slight tear in my eye. Um, you may ask why. Well, we're going to be taking a little break here from the pastoral devotionals for a few weeks, and so there's a few things going on I'd love for you to, to pray about. So, number one, we have an elder retreat with all three um, Four Oaks congregations this coming weekend, so I ask you to pray for that, so involved with that. Um, next week, I'm gone, so going to be with my dad as he has um, surgery for his cancer, and appreciate you guys praying for that. And then the following, of course, is spring break, and who knows where all of you will be during that time. So suffice it to say, today is our last pastoral devotional until, and I'm looking at the calendar, Monday, March 21st. So so gosh, um, a little less than, than three weeks, but hopefully um, the word of God we know is never bound, and so it will continue to take fruit in your life and root, and so appreciate your prayers uh, while I'm gone, but today will be the last day until uh, Monday, March 21st, when we will get back into it. But for today, I want to leave us with something that I think is pretty astounding that comes from Romans 8, 1 through 4. And it's something that maybe we have never thought about before, but we're certainly going to, to see it kind of blossom in full um, this coming Sunday during that message. But, but here Paul gives us a little foretaste of it. And let me read the relevant passage. So this is Romans 8, beginning in verse 1. There is therefore now co no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. Now, as we're going to see this Sunday, what Paul lays out here in seed form is simply this. Before Christ, before the Spirit of God came and indwelled us as believers, there was nothing that we could do to please God. There was no obedience or conformity to the law that would cause God to cast us a glance to say, that person is doing pretty good. We did not have the Spirit of Christ, and so because of that, we could not live according to the principle of the Spirit. So when Paul says here, go back to the verse, verse 2 for a second, when he says, for the law of the Spirit of life um, has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death, the law there he's talking about is not, he's not talking about the Mosaic law um, or the biblical law there. He's talking about the principle of life, okay? In other words, the, the undergirding operating principle that we all have to live under. So, for example, you've heard me use this illustration before, gravity. Um, it's impossible to overcome gravity um, as a part of our world, right? They're, they're, even when we're jumping up or laying on our bed or walking across the floor, we're still bound by the laws of gravitational force. For us to overcome that law, something from outside of us has to happen, right? We have to have a, a, a machine or a simulator or um, 
a spacecraft to take us to a place where the laws of gravity no longer apply. And as much as we might wish the laws of gravity didn't apply to us, they do, and there's nothing that we can do about it unless something outside of us comes and changes that law, okay? And again, I'm, I'm way over my pay grade here. They're way under my, I mean, you get it. You know what I'm trying to say. I, this is way above my pay grade. And, and so no, no emails from the physics majors among you, but, but I think you understand the principle of, of what I'm saying. Well, Paul says the same thing is true now. Before, um, we were under the principle of the law, the principle that we were condemned, that we were sinful. There was nothing in that unregenerate state that we could do to please God. But now that if we know Christ, his spirit indwells within us, something has happened to us from the outside that's made it possible now to obey Christ, to please him, to, to honor him, um, not to earn our salvation, but in fact, to become more and more like him. And this thing that's happened from outside of us, of course, is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has regenerated our hearts, this supernatural miracle that we're made alive to Christ. Now, this doesn't mean that we can't sin, right? Because we can consciously choose to go back to operating under the principle of the law in different spaces, in different ways. But nothing will change the fact that once the Spirit indwells you, you were indwelt. Okay, you can't become unindwelt, so to speak. Now, th this raises a number of questions. And you say, well, Pastor Paul, does that mean that non-Christians can't do th good things? Because, you know, I see my non-Christian friends, and in some ways they, they seem to be, quote-unquote, more righteous than some of my Christian friends. Well, a couple of verses I think might help us. Okay, if you flip back over to Romans chapter 2, right? Um, and I'm going to find my exact, yes, here we go. Let's start with verse 12 of chapter 2 in Romans. Paul says, For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law, and all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. For Now here's the relevant verse, verse 14. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and their conflicting thoughts accuse or even accuse them on that day when, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. Now, what is Paul saying there? Even though non-Christians may not have the Spirit of God, they are still made in the image of God. They are still imprinted with God's likeness. And part of his likeness is that we have a conscience, a conscience that can discern right and wrong. And so even for the person who doesn't have the law of God or is unfamiliar with the law of God, there are certain things universally that most humans in most times and places recognize to be sin, recognize to be um disobedience, or they may not frame it that way, but things that are that are not lawful, whether it's murder or genocide or, or those sorts of things. So if we, we, for example, we look at what's happening in the Ukraine right now. Well, the reason there is such a general outcry from around the world, a unified cry against what Russia is doing, 
is because people are made in the image of God. They have that imprint there. They know right from wrong. And so in that sense, conformity to the law externally is possible. That's what Paul's talking about there. That's how we can explain the fact that even non-Christians non-Christian, can do Christian-like things. But then Paul makes it very clear, though, back in Romans 8, that there are only two types of people, those who are indwelt with the Spirit of God and those who are not. And for those who are indwelt with the Spirit of God, they now have the capacity to not just do good things, but to obey in a way that pleases God, not in a way, no, not, not to earn his salvation, right? but to conform their lives, this is called sanctification, in a way that brings honor to him and flourishing to our own souls. Well, this is not possible without the Spirit of Christ, right? That's why salvation is a supernatural miracle. It's, why it's something that has to happen from outside of us. So what does this mean for us right here, right now, today? Believer, just remember today that the Holy Spirit dwells in you. The Holy Spirit has taken up residence in your heart. Um, that the Holy Spirit is not in and out of your life, okay, according to how you feel, according to how well you're doing. You know, certainly we can grieve the Spirit, certainly we can resist the Spirit, but, the, but we can grieve and resist the Spirit because the Spirit lives within us, right? If the Spirit didn't live within us, we couldn't grieve and resist the Spirit, but so, so yes, we, those things can happen, but the Spirit dwells within us. And because He dwells within us, now we, are, we have capacity to live our lives, according to what Romans 8 says, according to the law of the Spirit of life. We have a new governing principle. We have a new framework. We have a new grid. And most importantly, we have a new heart. So take courage today, believer. Um, Pray that the Spirit's power would be appropriated in your life. Thank Him that you are now able to do what you once weren't able to do, and that is to be conformed to the image of the Son of God. Now, we're going to talk a little bit more about this this weekend in our Sunday sermon. But for now, thank the Lord for the Spirit that lives within you. Cry out to Him and thank Him that He has enabled you to do what previously was unattainable. And so that's where we're going to end today. Okay. Going to be, gosh, what is, so today's the third. So yeah, three and a half, uh, let's see, no, two and a half weeks, um, Monday, March 21st, back here. But until then, let's all be praying for each other and uh, look forward to seeing you then. Let me pray now. Lord, go before us today. Thank you that the law of the spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. Lord, may we walk by the Spirit today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. See you, everybody. Bye.